Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Remember who you are. Like, you're a Biden. Like, hey, what the hell is a Biden? You know what I mean? I'm like, like I'm a, uh, you know, anyway. The 2024 Republican presidential primary field is taking shape. The battle lines are becoming clearer, and so is the field of candidates. Is the odds-on favorites, if you look at the polling, still Trump versus Biden? That seems to be it, but it's just way too early to tell. I'm more angry now, and I'm more committed now than I ever was. big challenge for these candidates is going to be how do they navigate Donald Trump, and, and how do they navigate Ron DeSantis? You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve... So nice, we're going to do it thrice. The third episode of the week here for the Ruthless Variety program. Fellas, just a fantastic week. I think partially because of all the awesome feedback that we got on yesterday's program and breaking down the whole horse race of uh, the presidential inspired us. But then we also had just a ton of material we didn't get to, right? Yeah, I, I love that opener because to me it sounds like he pulled a note card out of his pocket, and he's like, remember, you are Joe Biden. That's your name. <laughs> <laughs> you are at, parentheses, current location. Like, he forgot to fill that part out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the guy's, I mean, he's just losing it. Look, guys, I, we, we have an incredible bonus episode here. However, there is some late-breaking news in Washington, D.C., that I, I just thought we had to lead off the program with. And that is going to bring back a recurring character here on the Ruthless Variety program. We haven't heard from him in a long time. For our new listeners, you've probably never heard of this guy. But we got to bring back, folks, we're bringing back Angry Redskins fan. Oh, uh, do you remain angry, angry Redskins fan? I'm a little less angry today. So what we're talking about, of course, is the reported sale of your Washington commanders. Yeah, we're, it seems like Dan finally gave up. <laughs> I finally beat him into submission. That's correct. Yes. It appears to be a universal take within the fans that this is a good thing to get rid of Dan Snyder and have new ownership. Right. I mean, look, I've I've lamented many times. I and mean, well, first of all, let me let me just thank you guys for having me on again. Of course. Calling an emergency pod just for this. <laughs> this is very very important. To I me. mean, don't flatter yourself, but you're a part but, of it. But yeah, I look, he's been the worst owner in all of sport. Uh, <laughs> has he? Easily. I mean, How long has he been owner? 25 years about. Really? I I mean, so like when Clinton Portis Came from the. I remember the. You guys got so, so that the was like his seventh, eighth year. No in the kidding. League. So he was. So he was actually. He wasn't that bad until he traded Hall of Famer Champ Bailey for Clinton Portis. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, that was a was, great deal. That was the yeah, biggest. You're a Denver Broncos guy, and so that yeah. made a lot. That of was, sense. I was like, Dan Snyder seems like a great. guy. It, it was the biggest <laughs> hose job of all time. 
Biggest hose is job. That what, is that what kind of unspooled the yarn there and it just went, went downhill from there? I think that was truly the beginning of this of the downhill. Because Champ Bailey, essentially, the you know you're, whoever you're playing can't pass the ball. If Champ Bailey's on the field, you can't yeah, pass the ball. He's locked out. It's over. He was, it was incredible. Down. He's the greatest cornerback, you know. He's Rushmore of cornerbacks, right? Like, mm-hmm. and there was that one I, season that Clinton Portis for the Broncos. That in one game he scored like five touchdowns. It was completely what? insane. And then at the peak is when the Broncos sold, and they're like, "Hey, we'll let's take get Champ Bailey for this." And Portis never had a season Clint, close Clint, to that. Clinton Portis was a great back. Yeah, great back. But today's not about Clinton, right? Well, I'm not celebrating Clinton Portis today. Today's about that, the that's Redskins. another day. I'll, I'll, I, I can do that another day. I still love Clinton Portis. Today is about. The Snyders. So the Apollo guy bought it, Europe. right? Yeah. So you got Josh Harris, a guy, Mitchell Rails, another local, and of course, Magic Johnson. So wow. this is, look, this is a power group, okay? <laughs> this is, you got some firepower coming into D.C., taking over the Redskins. There are some rumors they might change the name. I don't know if they're going back to the Redskins. I'm not alleging that. I don't know. Would that be your preference? That would be my preference, yeah. Mm -hmm. And what about the stadium? There are rumors that they're going to, like... I mean, it's the worst stadium in the NFL. I I imagine the the plan for a new stadium's coming any day now. I mean... It's going to be, like, in Maryland or something? Are they going to actually have, like, a stadium in D.C.? Could be. Could be. Could be. Let me ask this about Angry Redskins fan, because it seems like it's perpetual anger. And, and so far, I think most people have centered all of that on Dan Snyder as if he is the cause of all that. Uh, you still don't have a quarterback. Is that No, concerned? we do. We do. His name is Sam Howe. Slinging, <laughs> slinging Sammy. And this guy's a stud, all right? This, this, guy, is, this, is the thing, this is the thing I love about Angry Redskins fan. And, and, and sports fandom writ large, right? It's like... It's similar to politics in the way that you find a center focus of your anger and you're like, Dan Snyder's all of our problems. And maybe that is no, true. He was all of our problems. Maybe that is true. We, we would have won probably four or five <laughs> ships. But the franchise has problems. <laughs> right? Because, 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 what do you mean? There's a head of a franchise. Like, it's not any one player that right. controls a franchise. It's yeah, but there's a lot the of... The guy who owns it. Yeah, but there's a lot that goes into that. A lot so, of it. A lot I mean, of it's luck. A lot of it's out of your control. You draft, you try to do well, and sometimes you hit, hit you know, payday. Sometimes you don't. To me, it's hilarious because this guy, Dan Snyder, torments DC yeah. for 20-plus years, right? And they pay him $6 billion. He's having the best day. He just got he, $6 he billion bought, dollars for the worst he, team he in bought, the league. He bought it for 800 mil. So he's making a killing yeah. after trolling D.C., making but D.C. residents miserable for 20 when, years. When he bought it, it was the most valuable franchise in the world. Like, in all of sport. All of sport. I like how he says valuable. sport like he's Mitt Romney. <laughs> <laughs> you know, be that as it may, it would still be nice to have a quarterback. And I, I, under, I appreciate your, your faith in slinging Sammy Howell. Uh, and well, so I'm just going to lay a hypothetical out on you. Uh, if it turns out that Sam Howell is uh, similar to the previous 17 quarterbacks who've worn a Redskin uniform over the last, I don't know, 10 years, um, and you post a under 500 record, does the anger return? Or is this like subsided here for the, for the duration? I, I give it a little bit of a grace period. Okay. A year, maybe. 
you so, know. So so this year uh, you hope you hope for the best. But I don't I don't think it's going to take that long. I think this year we're contenders immediately. Immediately. The cloud is lifted. We are contenders. You we, think, think you're contend even, even with Dan Snyder, Come we on. were about Sammy Sammy was going to sling it and I think <laughs> we're close enough for a piece or two away that we can address in no, the draft. No, dude. Wow. I mean the the, the hope the, of the Redskins the Broncos is the, the best. Broncos Stink. Yeah, the Redskins are a squad, and so now. I mean, when's the last time the Redskins even won a championship? Well, just let me. Okay, it's a dead franchise. The guy made six billion. It may or here we go. There we go. Now he's getting heated. Now we're going. There it goes. There, get that, get that nooner down. So, so can I offer one? It's a happy nooner. Yeah. Can I? Can I offer one? One thing here. I don't disagree with you that the Redskins are a good. Good team, better obviously than the Broncos, much or better, yeah. or where my Colts better, are right right Colts now. As well, yeah. Don't disagree with that. Mm. But it's a tough division. It's a tough division to to say that like you're one piece away and you're there in the right. playoffs. That's a tough division, right? Yeah. Well, look, we had been look, I, and I love Heineke. I I fucking love really Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Always. Huh. He's got a special. He's entertaining. Yeah. But he was never going to take us. No. I know, but dude, every once Sling in a while... Sammy's going to take us. <laughs> but Heineke, Heineke, every once in a while, you would see these like glimmers. You get flashes. Uh, these flashes of brilliance where Absolutely. like he would throw it deep to McLaurin and stuff and, and like put it on a stop. Stuff you just can't game plan for. Right. Like he's just a, an absolute gamer. Let me just breathe a little reality in here, though. Okay. I mean... <laughs> I understand the Dan Snyder. Vikings didn't make the playoffs, is, right? They made the playoffs. Oh yeah, but they they made the, they, they won lost. thirteen games last year. Thank you very much. Yeah, with a, with funny. a negative point differential and then lost. Did they make the playoffs? They made the playoffs. <laughs> they made the playoffs. The last two quarterbacks that the Redskins took in the first round, one is in the commentators booth, mm-hmm. and the other one got hit by a semi truck. Mm-hmm. Legit. Yeah, he's no longer with us. Good God. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, like, Snyder didn't, unless he was driving the semi-truck, which I don't know about. Like, no, 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 this no, no, seems no. to be a curse that goes beyond Mr. Snyder. Yeah, look, I mean, Snyder took over the team. Since he's taken over the team, I think we've had some, like, 30-plus starting quarterbacks. I can't. I <laughs> it's been a lot. I literally couldn't even name I know. I know we've, like, goofed and we've, we've gone through them, and yeah. I still... There's a couple. Could you? Do, I don't even remember. Could you do like the last, the last five six years? Probably, probably not even. Like, yeah. all right, so there's we just had, too many. We had, we had, no, there was like five or Heineke, six in one season. Heineke went. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for the last four seasons, we've had at least three starting quarterbacks. Because we had Alex Smith, Casey Keenum, and it is so tragic. Like, I mean, just like. A tr- it's a tragedy. Well, you know, the Vikings went to the NFC Championship with Case Keenum at when, the helm. When we got Case Keenum, I was. Pumped, Didn't you know, and and Alex Smith, even Alex Smith who couldn't walk. I even liked him. Do you remember that All game? Of these were uh, Gus Ferrat. This may be oh, way I love too bad. Gus Ferrat. Yeah, so Gus Ferrat like, also threw a good it, one of one of the best skins we had. It was, I mean, it was a game. I he threw, do the skins he, just like to give up quarterbacks to the Vikings or how's the no no we work? we got I, you got you got Gus. From I think him. Gus Ferrat came yeah. from the Vikings. Yeah, no, but, no. No, he came. No? He came. You, know, you guys had him first. He was a backup oh, to Heath Schuler. Oh, so this, oh, Heath Schuler, another first-round pick that the the former congressman. Yeah, but one then, of the last look, blue dog look, Democrats. I, but the I, thing I, is, like when when Farrat went to play for the Redskins, there was that game. He throws a touchdown, and he's so excited. He like runs but, up and hits the like wall and like gives broke his neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. There's well, the team is, itself is cursed. So That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Look, here's my, well, here's my thing about Sling and Sammy. You guys, you guys all laugh and cackle when I say we're contenders with Sling and Sammy. He's probably top five quarterbacks we've had in the last thirty years. <laughs> it's fair. That's right? fair. Like That's fair. fair. Like fair. That's I, fair. I can't name. I, look, RG three had like a like six games. Yeah. So like he was he was electric during that time. Kirk Cousins, I I hate, but he was okay. Also, Brad Johnson, a, a Brad Johnson, Pro maybe for the Vikings. Did you hear these rumors <laughs> about like uh, I, th- there was discussion about Jeff Bezos was going to buy the team, and then like I guess somehow Dan Snyder was like anyone but but Bezos is allowed to buy the team or something, or, and then the Bezos was saying that he would sell the Washington Post if he bought the team. W- w- was all that just like I think it was all hot malarkey. I think I think Snyder was just trying to. Juice the number? Yeah, I think he was trying to pump numbers. He got himself guy's $6 a good billion. $6 billion. That's what I'm saying. Yes. And not having to deal with Skins fans anymore? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 he's on his yacht right now free, out in the Mediterranean. Free to allegedly sex, sexually harass whoever he likes. Are yeah. those stories going to come out? Because that's been kind of well, like... Well, they're kind of out there, dude. Allegedly, allegedly. That's there's what I just said. Yeah, allegedly. Def, but there's definitely more coming. I mean, Oof. there's got to be more coming. I think the NFL. Well, the NFL. Remember, they did John Gruden super dirty because they were investigating Dan Snyder. That, that oh, was, that and was then, Dan making sacrifices. And, and and yeah, and so then they ended up outing John Gruden for his texts with Snyder. They did, they did both Gruden's dirty. Yeah, because they they released the John Gruden emails, but then Jay Gruden they released the picture of him with the cheerleaders. On no, on the street in New Orleans. Oh yeah. Like it was, it was right after the Redskins season ended, and they released him. He was like passed out on the street oh, yeah. in in Bourbon Street, smoking a cig with like a young chick. Like <laughs> what a tabloid organization! Like the poor Grudens just got done dirty by this. By yeah, they Dan got Snyder. There's and absolutely a curse, cursed franchise. But for the grace of but God, anyways, go but, I. No, no, no. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. There was absolutely a curse today. The curse is lifted? It's been lifted. Okay, yeah. all right. It's been lifted. That's where I want to leave this because I, what I want to do is keep periodically checking in with you. Yeah. Like after draft day, I want to feel I want to feel you out and, and see if you're still happy about the bust that you've chosen in the look, first round. I mean, look, I, 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 I'm a very loyal fan. Always have been, always will be. I was about to jump off. <laughs> that's, how, that's how upset I have that's been. How, yeah, I know that. I became... I have since become a massive DC Defenders fan. Yeah, me too. Shields oh, an XFL up. guy. Shields yeah. up. Shields up. Shields up. Shields up. Shields up. Love the X. And it's the best team in DC right now. Because you know that the X is going to give it it's to gonna you. It's going to give it to you. Yeah. Wait, wait, so we X. should have like periodic check-ins with Angry Redskins fans. And then Duncan make a compilation of it like a year from now. Yeah. yeah. And we just see his like mental health spiral. <laughs> It goes right in back real to where time. It was. Just put him right in the institution. Play, play some Sarah McLaughlin in the background. <laughs> oh, thank you, Angry Redskins fan. Thank, I appreciate thank you all it. for having me. What a gentleman. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for that, uh, Angry Redskins fan. Uh, there was also another very significant development in Washington D.C. Uh, yesterday. The Spectator uh-huh. publication that I don't frequent, yeah, uh, unless our man uh, Matthew Foldy writes. Something, yeah, he has some good pieces there, which he yeah. does freelance work for. I, I think 
uh, and he writes good stuff. But I don't, I don't often get to the website. Well, I think this is important. Uh, as you know, we we talked about Dan Snyder. Yes, and he is gone. Yes, a titan of industry. Yeah, and allegedly, this uh, publication had said that another titan. Yeah, a titan of the Senate. Yes, was gone. That's exactly right. And, and it so, was fake news, apparently. Well, uh, an esteemed author over at The Spectator <laughs> by the name of Cockburn. This is so before we even get into it, it is wild to me that like an identity is created to write this article that like full pen that, name. That, like no one knows who this is. Oh, I have a pretty good idea who it is. I got a pretty good, good idea. But uh, Cockburn mm-hmm. writes that. Uh, the Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is retiring. He is not going to make it back <laughs> to the Senate. He is injured uh, beyond the you know measurable ways that, that have been explained, and that it, it's all over. Yeah, and and there are and there are colleagues at this point who are now just trying to talk amongst themselves about who is next yeah. to lead the Senate. Did uh, did Cockburn uh, happen to confirm any of this? Well, he, it, it, many people are saying. Many people are saying. Oh, he he confirmed it with someone. Yeah, he but did. Not, n- but no relevant source. No, he was. Well, so he could, I have my suspicions on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been told by several people who have uh, had discussions that uh, the Honorable Rick Scott's team hmm. uh, was a source for the article. Really? Which, uh-huh. I mean, which obviously tracks with Rick Scott's like very public uh fight against mitch mcconnell exactly you know he ran against him in the in the vote for party leader in the senate yeah so i wouldn't be surprised by that at all it is hilarious that you could write this well hold on go right ahead the audience know the story broke, <clears throat> and approximately 15 minutes later, Mitch McConnell announced that he's back, and you'll see him Monday. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, thought, oh, well, you know what? I, Charlie Kirk had a pretty funny tweet. He said, apparently nobody told Mitch McConnell he was retiring next week. <laughs> <laughs> just an absolute disaster, right? Yeah. Can, you, it, can you give me a little runway here and just let me, yeah, let me do my thing? please. I think, you know, for all of our listeners, Republicans, conservatives, people who care about our party and, 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 and what we do for the betterment of our country, you're going to you read a lot of stuff in conservative media that you you might think is bullshit. Like you might think is bullshit, but you're willing to accept it because you trust trust the source. There is a certain subset in conservative media who will lie to you on purpose mm. and take the lie as victory. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is Ben Dominich. This is uh Cockburn? Uh, uh well I don't know if he, allegedly I don't know if he's Cockburn. I don't know who Cockburn is. I think Cockburn but, is the one who is changing the bulbs on the warming lamp in the cage and feeding mice <laughs> to the junior senator from Florida. That's fucking brutal. But look, look <laughs> Uh, ben 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 Dominich, who, who, I, who I think used to be the editor at, at Federalist, is, is now at, at the Spectator, um, was the person who put out this this article from Cockburn, this mm-hmm. pseudonym or whatever, about how the, you know the imminent retirement of Mitch McConnell, which was obviously fake and not true. 
And then other people from The Spectator were quote-tweeting Mitch McConnell's statement 15 minutes later that he would be in the Senate and that he looks forward to getting back to work. And instead of being like, oops, we were fucking wrong, gosh, how embarrassing, you would be embarrassed. If you were a normal person, like a normal person with a normal moral compass and you were trying to do your job It'd as a journalist, humiliating. you'd be like, ah, shit, I, you know, I, I screwed up. I got burned by a bunch of dipshit sources who don't know anything. And if you think that they do, you should probably never talk to them again. Instead of that, instead of that, which would be a normal response of a, a normal human being with a conscience, they quote tweeted the Mitch McConnell thing and they're like, oh, Mitch McConnell responds to the reporting from Cockburn. <laughs> You know? Thereby solidifying us as a pinnacle of journalism. Pinnacle of honest journalism being wrong 100% of the time <laughs> and justifying our space here. <laughs> oh, like, man. I mean, like, think about that. Like, think about that being your role in conservative media is to be historically wrong and taking a victory lap on that fact. Well, you know, you're right. That's particularly egregious. I have found that there are... Look, I'm a huge fan of the vast majority of conservative media. Uh, I think, like, the guys at the Daily Wire, for example, are incredible. Uh, I think that there are, uh, like, tons of podcasts out there that are, like, really good information, yeah, good and, discussion. And people I agree with and disagree with. But I, 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 what, I, what I don't understand is the people in this space who are obtuse on purpose. Well, they use their audience is what right. they do. They use them to try to amplify something right. for their own personal right. sort of either grievances. It's dishonest or, is it's what dishon- it is. It's dishonest. But but I think the bottom line out of this is many times I see people in this area have absolutely no idea, right? I right. mean, to put pen to paper on that topic without actually calling Mitch McConnell right. and asking what the deal is right. is certainly something. Right. I mean, that's certainly something. Is it... Look, I mean, Ashbrook knows this world more than I do because he you know, he, he talks to reporters and stuff. Is this just... Uh, is this beat sweetener? Is, it, is this... Is old Cockburn trying to get in better with Rick Scott's people and he feels like if he carries this water, even though it's dog shit... He's gonna somehow get get a better story down the road. Yeah. Like, are you willing to take the L here on something that was historically stupid and wrong? I, I can't begin to understand the motivations of Cockburn. Uh, <laughs> I just can't believe you can publish under the pseudonym Cockburn and be taken seriously. Yeah, it's, it's not exactly the way Ben Franklin did it. But I will tell you this. <laughs> I, I will. I will tell you this. <laughs> Dude, that is that is really good. Um, I do support conservative media. I, I even the conservative media who attacks us attacks our our favorite guys. I have like, no problem I, I, yeah. because because let me just finish because there's so much liberal media out there. It it is incumbent upon every conservative to do everything they can to be able to to push uh, information that's unbiased into the into the ether. Uh, stuff like this doesn't doesn't help the cause. Um, and you know, I, I I don't know the motivations of Cockburn, but my 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 assumption my assumption is that they weren't to help conservatives beat liberals. And this whole time, I thought that Cockburn was a critical medical condition. 
I, I saw your tweet. I saw <laughs> that was very funny. I saw your tweet on this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's enough of that. I do think that the news obviously is significant. Uh, we we got to get in. We got to get in a couple of things. We yeah, got to get. In a couple I, 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 I want to get into the story because I actually I, I went and I started reading it. This is some sports news. It's Philly's dollar dog night turns into <laughs> food fight. Some fans ejected. All right. This is from uh, ABC in Philadelphia. If you didn't know about the uh, Phillies dollar dog night at Citizens Bank Park, chances are you do now. The fan favorite game day took a viral turn Tuesday night in Section 112. This quote is great. It started in our section with them having a hot dog eating contest, said Robert Kristovich. This kid was eating a bunch of hot dogs. He had 13, and people were trying to get him. People were like, eat another, eat another. So they started throwing hot dogs to him. The guard came over, started yelling, and then it just went nuts. It's amazing that, like, in Philadelphia, people are like, this man's eating a lot of hot dogs, right? Let's just start. Let's see how many hot dogs this guy can wolf. He's, like, up to 13. They're starting to throw hot dogs at this guy, and now you basically have, like, a run. Dude, I think there's nothing funnier than a good eating contest when somebody's not suspecting it. The rule should be you break 50, you're the king of Philadelphia. Absolutely. He should be the starting pitcher the next night. Yeah. That is key but, to the city. But so it ended up to be like almost a riot out there yeah, in so section 112. It, it says uh, different angles shows the hot dogs being thrown close enough. They're almost on the field. <laughs> uh, he says at some point during the game, the flying Franks turned into a big food fight with the meal being tossed around rows from one section to the next. He says some fans eventually got thrown out of the game. They were throwing people out like crazy because it progressed <laughs> as things do to water bottles. Oh, so the, I love how it becomes like from a food eating contest to like an arms hurt, race. Yeah, to hurt people. <laughs> That's like, Philadelphia. That, that is Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. It's like you cannot give Philly fans just anything. something that's heavy enough that they could fracture some of the I mean, skull. they famously because they like, would. It was like battery batteries night, at and they, Santa, and they threw batteries at Santa. Yeah. But they can't. They can't help it. They can't. It's not their fault. No, like, that's the way that they've been it's, raised, dude. It's like when a caveman learns how to build tools. When a Philadelphia sports fan has something in their hand that is heavy enough to fracture a skull, they're gonna throw it. <laughs> Victoria Coates is going to DM me. My wife! My wife! My, oh, God, I hope she doesn't listen to this episode. That is hilarious. They're going to have to start greasing the light posts outside of Duncan's home. Going <laughs> <laughs> to get dangerous this weekend. Oh, I love it. All right, so here's another story that we got to get to because I just died. And I remember, I remember this sort of floating around years ago and maybe Smash has some color on that. But uh, the the Daily Mail, which again, you know, they do just absolutely excellent, excellent work. Uh, they wrote a piece entitled "Dumping Boiling Potatoes on Her Husband's Head," saying, "quote He's too dumb to have a cell phone," and calling him a fucking slob. <laughs> Allegations about Democrat Katie Porter's abusive marriage resurface as she launches her Senate run and releases memoir. <laughs> This is an insane story. This is a a, a sitting member of Congress who apparently dumped boiling potatoes, causing injury. If the Ruthless Variety program had written this story, our headline would have been mashed potatoes and crazy. Oh! Oh! Oh my God. We got to start writing headlines. We need to start writing. The story should have gone to the New York Post. Yeah, New York Post has nothing. This this was tailor-made for the New York Post, but I'm glad that the, the Daily Mail wrote it. I will say at the outset of our discussion on this story, I think that an axiom holds here. 
that uh, this is, like Josh said, this is something that everybody's been talking about for years. Everybody in D.C. sort of knew that she had this explosive temper and that this was in her background, but nobody really wrote it until there's another Democrat who stands to benefit. Right, because now she's so, in this theory, primary. The theory's she, proven she's, correct again. She's running a primary against Adam Schiff and a bunch of other lunatics in California, and it benefits other Democrats if this right. one goes down. So. They would never write this if it benefited a Republican, like when she was running for Congress. Of course not. No, because then a Republican might win. <laughs> but the second another Democrat can benefit, as there you always out. said here, Ashbrook, you're 100% right. It's, it's out in the open. He, it, it, this is my favorite mm-hmm. excerpt. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the spring of 2006, Hoffman, that's her husband, said Porter came to the kitchen as he was making mashed potatoes for dinner. As their oldest child, Luke, sat in a high chair, Porter looked at the potatoes in a ceramic bowl and yelled, can't you read the fucking instructions? <laughs> what a lunatic. She then took the ceramic bowl. This is a quote from Hoffman. She then took the ceramic bowl of steaming hot potatoes and dumped it on my head, burning my scalp. <laughs> this It's like in misery, you know? Like, can't you follow directions? And then violence ensues. Like... <laughs> Can you imagine? That is super psychopathic. Think about the mental state that you would need to be in to look at potatoes on a stove. And, like, you look at it and you're like, that's it. Snap. That's like, it. That's what does it. This dumbass is Can you follow? Today. She's no. like, I want a bowl of carbs. This fucking guy. It's time to give him a burn on his gut. Like, that is such psycho behavior. Do you think it's like the consistency of the potato that she objected to? I mean, like, how can you? I, I don't know, like, how can you look at mashed potatoes? I mean, unless it's just like pure water and be like, oh, you fucked it all up. Right. But you know what I mean? Like, how do you know what's gone wrong here? And then you dump it on and his then head. You, like, because it's like, it's clearly just done. It's like boiling hot, apparently. <laughs> Burrs a guy. And you know the story is true because how do you come up with some shit like this? No. You, right. You, you don't, you can't make it up. This woman's temper is positively volcanic. What? Did you see this other excerpt, by the way? Did you see this Cell one? Cell phone? Uh, okay, get it said in 2012. Porter came home from work one day, enraged that the house was not clean, and slammed a glass coffee pot on the counter, causing shards to spray everywhere and cut him. She came after him with a broken coffee pot. She's psycho. (laughs) And here's so I saw some really good discussion about this on Twitter, where you had one guy say, "Like, okay, everyone, imagine if the genders were reversed here, and you had a husband in Congress who was going home and throwing." Well, a person would be in prison. But then mm-hmm. someone pointed out, no, 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 that would only happen if the parties were reversed. Oh, um, you're 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 right. You know, no, you're entirely right. If it was a, a Republican woman in Congress, oh, she'd be. Reporters would be outside her house, being like, "When's your resignation yeah, happening? There, like, it's got to happen immediately." There's a Democrat in the Senate who hit his wife. Yeah, he's still there, there. Is there is it, it, it? It's it's unbelievable. So hold on, this is my the other favorite thing. She would not let me have a cell phone. My God. <laughs> because she said, quote, you're too fucking dumb to operate it. Unquote. I mean, <laughs> what, what year was that? So, like, first off, when the, like, mashed potato thing happens in 06, and then the, like, uh, coffee thing happens in 2012, like, dude, you got to leave that situation. Like, six <laughs> right. years of this shit's been right. going on. Right. Not to mention the kids are seeing this shit. Like, I feel terrible for these kids who are, like, growing up in the house, like, oh no mommy's gonna be home and it's like a fucking panic like it's like jurassic park when they see the water but it's katie porter opening the door 
And like, oh my god, the ripples in the yeah. water. Who's gonna catch it now? Katie's home. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna have drastic anxiety it's, the rest of their life. There's unreal. no question about that. Oh my god. But well, a, I mean, what are you supposed to do if, you, if you're her her husband? Yeah, you got the kids. You got the kids to worry you, she's about. She's got to go to prison, dude. Like this is insane. You can't burn uh, yeah, people's but that house. Does, that's not what. Let it alone ends like happening. But also in this system in California, right. I guarantee if he leaves his wife, she's keeping. She those keeps kids. the kids, and there's no way to moderate that behavior. That yeah, is I not. just don't know why anybody's surprised by this. Have you heard this woman talk? <laughs> oh yeah, listen, I'm, I'm listen. sorry. I'm so, Look, 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 look. I'm not trying to. This isn't a misogynistic thing or whatever. I'm sure if Media Matters is listening, they'll say so. But she sounds like a fucking Muppet. She sounds like a lunatic. She sounds like a cartoon character. This is not somebody who is mentally stable. We're Just gi- listen to her talk. We're giving you gold here today on the Friday program. I mean, if there, if someone can use the like computers to do that deep fake thing, like you know the character uh, Kathy Bates plays in Misery, the like, perfect <laughs> one. You put Katie Porter there, I guarantee you, you think it's real. Oh, it, it, like 100%. even dub. Yeah, you'd think it was completely real. Like she strikes. The thing is that like this story is so incredibly believable because she always seems like she's on the edge of exploding. Like that hilarious video that came out of her, like. Randomly dressed like Batgirl walking around in Congress. It was, was like, like a, ho- a it was like a Halloween. Oh. What the hell are you doing? And they follow her to the bathroom, and like her, she like slams the door on her staffer, and her staffer goes in, and she like throws the coffee at the staffer. <laughs> She's holding, and so what? Like, everyone's like, "Why the fuck would you work for someone?" Like that? Yeah, well, Klobuchar's in the Senate. Like, thank God <laughs> yeah. that lady's around. Yet, yeah, but to, to your- <laughs> Klobuchar's like, you teach her. <laughs> To, to your point, she she does not, like, her husband's not the only person who's on the short end of this stick. Like, you remember this story that ran a few months ago about other staffers who have been the subject of her attacks. This guy, Houston Keene, who writes for Fox News, uh, wrote a story that she used racist language and ridiculed people for reporting sexual harassment. Oh my god! Yeah, she's, she's just like 100%. monster. She's just yeah. a monster. Well, and that's not the only thing. Do you remember a few months ago? I love that we're all unloading. everyone's got the whole. None of this stories. stuff is in the script. None of this is in the script. <laughs> the thing is that like everyone knows. This everybody every, knows. Yeah, every, everybody knows. I, I but think she's every, a protected class in she, Washington. Do you know why? Why? Do you know why? Not only is she a Democrat, but she is a protege of Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Are you serious? Oh, there it is. But you remember. Uh, it was a couple of months ago, I think it was a couple of months ago, where she had fired some staffers for violating the masking oh, policy that's right, that's or something right. about yeah. COVID in her office and sent this long email, just psychotic stuff, psychotic stuff. She like, and I think it was her or like her kid gave COVID to the staffer and then she sent an email being like, why did you not wear a mask in the office? I don't think, like, you should be back, and honestly, we're going to fire you. I think, like, Porter gave the girl who she fired COVID and then was like, no, you actually caused the problem by not wearing a mask. <laughs> she, like, that's the thing. Is like That's a, like, psychopath thing, you know, where they're, like, yeah, eating people projection. and they're like, why are you making me do this, you know? <laughs> Look what you made me do. Katie Porter, 100% dangerous psychopath. Look what 100%. you made me do. Yeah, this, that's, that's it. I, also, and this is, there's more color on this. Dude. Here's the headline from Fox of, of when this happened. This is back in December. Dem rep Katie Porter under fire for treatment of veteran fellow. 
as former staffer decries culture of fear. California Democrat faces criticism for treatment of wounded warrior program fellow. Yeah, she 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 served in combat. Unbelievable. She treats her like this, dude. This lady is a lunatic. Yeah, a lunatic. And and the choice, the choice that California has for its next senator is Adam Schiff or this. State. It's a failed state. Oh my god! Just pack it up. Right? Uh. Just pack it up. Oh, I love it. All right. Well, one thing that Smug wanted to get to because he thinks it's absolutely hilarious, and I'm now warming to it now that I'm seeing it. AP wrote a story about how in New York they've appointed a rat czar. Yeah. So the stories I've been coming out of New York lately are hilarious. This one in particular, I'll just I'll just read a little bit of it. it. Says every New York City mayor has waged war and mostly lost against one of humanity's most cunning and enduring foe. Rats, it says, it uses the official name. But has the city's vilest enemy, better known as the common brown rat, finally met its match? Mayor Eric Adams introduced a former elementary school teacher and anti-rat activist as his new rat czar on Wednesday. I love the thinking they're like, listen, I mean, this person has seen New York City public schools. Like, they have no fear left in them. They're used to dealing with the horrors beyond horrors. Send them into the subways dealing with these things. Because, like, the rats there are legit. Like, they are legitimate rats. No, they're like raccoons. Yeah, exactly. They're like raccoon-sized, horrific animals. Horrific animals. Horrific animals. (laughs) I don't understand. Well, I can't you just get rid of the things? Like, I don't... They're just perpetually all over New York. So there have been so many different attempts. And the, the issue is... You know, anytime you try to accomplish anything positive in New York, there's nine different groups. They're like, that say, have save comp- the rats? Yeah, they have like competing interests that might be like, oh, well, I don't get my piece. Like, you have to grease so many palms. This is why, you know, Bloomberg, while he was a pretty terrible uh, a person personally, he did a decent enough job running New York because he was like, I don't have to listen to the unions. I don't have to listen to any special interest group because I'm a billionaire, right? Meanwhile, you have people like de Blasio who are like, okay, he's run by so and so union, so. He's essentially beholden to their interests. And so you have situations where it's like, oh, no, we're actually the waste workers union. You can't. We take care of rats. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be in the in the subways in these parts of town because that's ours. And so, like, if you try to solve the rat problem, we're not getting overtime. And overtime's the bread and butter of New York City. Like, they spent those. It's still all like a mafia shakedown. It is. It is 100%. It, it, re- it reminds me of this old spoof ad on AFSME where their guy's like, we're out there zapping rats. <laughs> you remember that? Yes. Yeah. The union that works for you? Yeah. <laughs> Don't drink water out of the fucking drip water fountain. <laughs> little, little old ladies moving to Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they're referring to for our listeners, if you haven't heard about this, go, like, go to YouTube and, and type in like spoof AFSME ad. It's hysterical. It's hysterical. I mean, there was a 12-month period where they had uh, wrongfully, like, overpaid uh, New York City subway people their overtime of over a billion dollars, which was paid to people who didn't even show up to work. Over a billion dollars. So, like, it's... Think about all the people who did show up to work that deserved a raise. I mean, mean, that's outrageous. The thing is, is that, like, any, you know, kind of attempt at progressing anything in New York City, like, they're not going to get rid of You're not going to beat... This person's not going to do anything. You're not no. going to beat these rats. They'll feed They'll feed them to the rats. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's going to be the end of it. I, we'll I, read about this in a few months. I actually know... I actually know too much about these rats because... Oh, come on. My three-year-old loves Ratatouille, okay? Uh. Loves Ratatouille. And if you're on Disney... Plus, they, they have, uh, like, the story of the rat, which is like... Uh, a rat documentary? 
No, it's like a funny uh, cartoon thing that sort of explains. It's like a supplement to the Ratatouille thing. It's like the the rat from Ratatouille, which is the black rat. The Latin name is Ratus Ratus. But this is a brown rat. That's it. Yeah, I said this the, is Radis the official no, name at the beginning of the Norvigicus or whatever. That's the one. So what's your point on the my rat? point? My point is is that he's going to give us the ecological definition. Well, I am, and there's a payoff here. Okay, okay, pal. Okay, right, I wouldn't I'm tell waiting. the story if there was. All right, I'm waiting. Okay, so Radis Radis, the black rat. This was the rat of the black plague, like the Black Death. Oh, okay, okay. sure. And uh, uh, common misconception is that the plague actually came from the rat. Actually, came from a flea. Onto the rat. The rat was basically the mode of transportation for the the plague. Anyway, but what happened in that is that the brown rat, this ratus norvigicus or whatever, overtook like the European black rat and then came over to the United States and fucking dominated. (laughs) Wow. And so the reason why you're not going to be able to beat this rat is these are like, this is like the Hulk Hogan of rats. (laughs) These rats beat the plague, they beat the black rat. The brown rat is King Rat. It's the Hank of rats. Of, of rats. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, you do not need a world book encyclopedia. <laughs> you do not need Google.com. You simply need the Ruthless Variety Children <laughs> and Michael Duncan. Seriously. Uh, I mean, like, he always knows. Thank you. Show. There is a payoff. I, I told you. I, I appreciate you know. it. Yeah. All right. Do you guys want to hear about uh, something from Penis? Yes. Always. I mean, so it turns out their uh, penis is looking into transmissible diseases. Again, for That's for our, for our newer listeners, uh, uh, PNAS is what was the what was the official name for this group? The Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Yes. Yeah, it's a highly highly respected organization. One of the bigger organizations uh, that mm-hmm. that give scientific analysis of uh, the things that we deal with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, in this each chapter is a different size. They've concerned themselves. <laughs> They're swelling with pride. Oh, jeez. What? Their work is good. They should be proud. It's life-giving. They're a hard organization to criticize. <laughs> Smug's so quiet during this. <laughs> there are children listening. <laughs> so anyway, they're all about the emerging tick-borne virus of concern for public health, uh, but very little is known about its transmission uh, patterns and ecological or ecology. Uh, here we've expanded uh, the genomic data set by sequencing 279 Powassan viruses. Uh, it turns out this is like Lyme's disease, right? Yeah, it's, Lyme, it's a new yeah. one, and yeah. apparently it's like a super one. It says the cascading effect of population expansion of white-tailed deer. They're blaming the deer for it. Mm. Good. Yeah, deer ticks are not good. So, so I think that's I. That's my takeaway. Is you know, gotta shoot the deer. New line, new Lyme disease dropped. Apparently, it's on the deer. Get the deer. You know, yeah. it's like we learned from the rat story. Before there's a brown deer that overtakes the white-tailed deer. Right. And then you end up with yeah. a, an unkillable deer. Right. Listen, shoot the deer, feed the homeless. I mean, I mean that program is, is it's so straightforward. It will never be put in place by a government. You just got to open. <laughs> we got to open the whole season on deer. Yeah. So it turns out, and Daily Mail wrote about this too. The experts sound alarm over a rare tick-borne infection dubbed Lyme's disease's deadly cousin that is now spreading in several U.S. states and kills one in ten sufferers. That My is insane. God. A tick? Wow. I'm horrified. I mean, we, we have Hollywood Hen is absolutely terrified of the Lyme's disease. For and for good reason. I, one in ten is insane. About, for our listeners, about once a week, <laughs> Hollywood Hen will text us 
that she has it or slack that us. she has it. the latest story from daily mail about lyme disease because it's particularly bad in, in virginia it must be a good clickbait it has to be i think i think the algorithm <laughs> knows that she clicks on on lyme disease stuff and so it just generates new lyme disease content i it, it must be it, it must has be to it. it has to well lyme's disease uh takes hours to transfer from an infected tick to a human Powassan can be passed on in just 15 minutes after the tick latches on. Holy So there's God. like nothing you can do, right? I mean, this is this one is, of those it, things it, this that is you This is crazy. Have... This, are you re- so it, it says that its condition is very similar to like uh, meningitis, inflammation of the brain and tissues. My. This can lead to altered mental state seizures, partial paralysis, loss of ability to communicate. Well, maybe this is what happened to Katie Porter. Oh, or like, <laughs> my God, just Joe Biden have the like new super Lyme disease? It's like, Joe Biden. they're confused, altered mental state, partial paralysis, inability to communicate. Penis playing a vital role here, oh. diagnosing. As it always does. I just think we got to get our, we got to get our deer hunting rifles and get out there and do our part. Got to do our part. If you're interested in doing that in this fall with the Ruthless Variety program, you let us know. Uh, Last thing, and this is again in New York. I feel it's too heavy, New York, but I did think that this story was pretty funny. There's a snitch bot out there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, what's what's a snitch bot? So, what's the deal on this smug? So New York is is one of the like homes of the whole defund the police movement, <laughs> uh, and and also explains why they have a skyrocketing crime rate. <clears throat> it says here, this is from the New York Post. New York uh, NYPD rolls out snitch bot to patrol city subways, monitor criminals. The NYPD is rolling out several crime-fighting robots, including one dubbed a snitch bot that will patrol Times Square and city subways. Uh, I wish you could see the photos. This just looks like a giant plastic egg on wheels. Sort of what it looks like. like. This is what it could be confused to. for more. Uh, I mean, it's come to like we're depending on this to try to solve the crime problem. Okay, guys, is. hold on. I, for our listeners, it looks like a big old white dildo. <laughs> My God, there are children listening. I'm sorry, we just we can't right. we can't continue to have this conversation. And not give our listeners the color that they deserve. Our, it, our listeners deserve that. You're entirely right. It's as if R2D2 was a sexual device. Yes, basically. Is, the, the description: the bot, about five and a half feet high and 400 pounds, travels at a max speed of three miles per hour. So, like, imagine it witnesses a crime. You know, there's a stabbing in the subway. This thing can do three miles an hour at <laughs> best. The guy has already like. Hop the st- turnstiles and is gone. So it's going to catch Katie Porter, but probably nobody else. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! But can't you just kick it over? I mean, th- yeah, that's I the mean, thing. It is, looks like you could. I mean, looking at the cost of these is insane. Some of the robots that they're going to use uh, will be paid for with NYPD money, uh, costing seven hundred thirty-eight thousand dollars. Does this have any offensive capability? None. None. Zero. Offensive, but not offensive. I mean, mean, if you ride it, it's pretty offensive. But I'm saying even R2-D2 had a little thing he could shock you with. Oh, yeah. This is probably just a matter of time, right? Probably just a matter of time. I'm going to wait for, like, the first person who, like, you know, you're in the subway, you get stabbed, you're laying there, and the robot just, like, rolls up to you and is like, I'm here to watch you die. Like, this is what policing has come to in this horrible city. God. Good job, Snitchbot. Great job, (laughs) Snitchbot. Last story today, another true crime story. This is, again, from the New York Post. A couple drugged 
ailing Malibu doctor for a year to take over his beachfront home and steal millions. This is an unbelievable story. A yoga instructor and a hairdresser isolated a lonely bipolar Malibu doctor from his family and pumped him full of ketamine for the better part of a year so they could siphon millions of dollars before he ultimately died alone. A shocking report of legend. Avoid California at all costs. (laughs) For a year they're doing this to the guy. Friends and employees of the late Mark uh, Sawush, Sawush, something like that, uh, told the Los Angeles Times that Anna Moore, 39, and Anthony Flores, 46, manipulated a suicidal doctor into giving up his finances under the guise of intense friendship. The devious couple was indicted uh, in February on felony charges, including conspiracy, identity theft, mail fraud, and money laundering, allegedly embezzled nearly $3 million and tried to steal another $20 million after his death. You know what this reminds me of? You you know, um, you remember the original Batman, Michael Keaton Batman? Sure. You remember... It's the only one I watched. You remember Batman and Robin, uh, George Clooney. Remember that? They put the nipples on the suit and... Yeah, I I mean, listeners know I'm not huge into, like, superhero dork stuff, but I did watch the... I was young enough to watch the first one, for sure. But then you had... Then you had Christopher Nolan... Who went and he and he did you know Dark Knight and mm-hmm. stuff the gritty reboot of Batman the dark side of the story. This is sort of like if you did the Christopher Nolan version of Weekend at Bernie's. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> dark Weekend at Bernie's. Jeez. <laughs> oh my God. I could never see this take. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Sawoosh being yeah. like, like uh, taped his ankles yeah. and walked around. Right. This is Weekend at Bernie's, but dark. Oh, man. I was going to go with the take of like, okay, you're dealing with an older person who they're slowly robbing illegally. This sounds like Act Blue. Like, this person could clearly get oh. a job in Act Blue. What they have to. <laughs> so, after this guy died, by the way, they just moved into his house. Both guys. A beachfront property. Oh, man. Honestly, that's what slowly is happening. It's just a sped up version of what's happening in California anyways. (laughs) They they just took the cues from the top. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, fellas, a special episode indeed. Yeah. Absolute banger of an episode, if I may say so myself. Thank you so much to our listeners. We just wanted to make sure y'all had a third episode this week. So until next time, minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the libs. We'll see you on Tuesday. Stay ruthless.